0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives podcast. It is me, your host Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo. We are hopefully going to have a special guest, Gavin Wax, on. We uh, we will see about that. But we are going to get right into it, guys. But before we do, make sure to visit our new store at EmpireStateConservatives.com. There, we have all of our merchandise, which is fit to make leftists cry. I guarantee it. I swear to God, I saw three people crying when I was wearing this shirt, which isn't even in the store anymore. But The point is, you want to make leftists cry, buy one of our shirts, the profits of which go back into spreading conservative values in New York and hopefully other blue states and helping fix this country now that President Biden is bent on destroying it. But Gabe, as we were talking about before the show, we're going to start with the gas crisis. And as we all know, gas under President Trump, amazing, right? Even in New York, it was what, 219 a gallon? Come on. It's amazing. I haven't seen stuff like that since I was in high school. The second Biden becomes president, cancel the pipeline, gas goes up. Now, apparently, apparently, this is the story that's coming out. All right, that a group of Eastern Europeans hacked into the backup system or whatever for the East Coast pipeline, and uh, the the company who runs it shut it down in order to prevent further damage. And now there are gas lines all up and around, up up and down the Eastern seaboard. Gabe, do you think that a group would dare to do this with President Trump in office? Or is this kind of a symptom of weak leadership and people go, well, now the United States is open for business?
1: Not at all. Uh, When it came to the Iranians uh, with President Trump uh, and they launched cyber attacks against us, what wound up happening for those who actually sent over that uh, that malware, actually uh, their computers like exploded, not in like a fiery ash, but their, their computers crashed. Some of them couldn't even process uh, the response that we sent, and they actually did go up on, in flames. So, no, I don't think that at all that that would have happened under President Trump. Uh, but the idea is that this uh, Russian hacker group or hacker group that has uh, Russian military vets or hacker veterans uh, called Side is behind this. And they shut down the colonial pipeline, which, has, uh, which, sorry, which supplies 45 percent of the eastern seaboard. Uh, of here in the United States, the Eastern United States, going all the way from Jersey down into Texas. And people are freaking out and they're going to go uh, stock up on gas price, uh, on, on gasoline with their jerry cans and everything else. And they're making sure that they're well supplied. Now, there could be an argument saying, oh, well, this is this is a bit uh, selfish. If there's truly a gas shortage, you should not stock up on gas. Now, the way that this criticism is coming from is by a bunch of uh, Blue Anon supporters and Blue Anon themselves saying, haha, look at these rednecks and these people who are concerned about gasoline, not that there's no more gasoline in the stores anymore for the stations. So where I responded, why are you making fun of people who are being prepared? Like, sure, is gas expensive right now? Of course it is. If I'm worried that there's going to be a shortage or like nothing left, I'm going to stock up on gasoline to make sure that I have it for a generator for my car if God forbid, like something else around the house like that needs it, like there are things you could use it for. There are things that can be done. And it's like, these people obviously have no sort of survival skills or prepping skills. And then again, these are, these criticisms are coming from people who don't even know how to pay back student loans. So I'm not going to take that criticism oh so heavily. But I mean, it's it's certainly a serious thing when you have people lining up for for miles, waiting for hours, to try and get something as basic as gas and as you said gas prices were great under president trump we were energy independent we didn't have to rely on other countries to supply our energy anymore but guess what under president biden kills the oil industry kills the fracking industry kills the natural uh, the, the fossil fuel industry and what happens this goes up and we have russian allegedly according to the fbi allegedly <laughs> Uh, these you know cyber cyber attacks launching against our infrastructure, creating pandemonium. This is their fifth day of not being in operation. So the, the, to me, it's insane that they've gone out uh, for this much time. Five days is a long time of not being in operation, especially when you're transporting 100 million gallons of fuel that even some of it supplies the military. So I think that Trump would have squared this away a lot
0: quicker. Yeah, And they, they laugh at the people like, oh, you, you, know, you want to gasoline, now you can't get it. I would love to see these people when their solar panels fail. Or there's not enough sunlight to charge up your solar panels. Oh, what are you going to do then? Oh, nothing, right? Because solar energy is garbage. I mean, this whole thing, it's ridiculous. It's always somebody trying to play, you know, be the big brain person. And it it's never operates that way. And it's, it's like that with almost every single issue that we see. They take something completely out of context, make up their own narrative about it, and make up their own reason why they're right and someone else is wrong. In reality, this should have been, I don't understand why this wasn't secured. This is a big problem. The fact that a group was able to get into the pipeline mainframe is an issue. That's a serious issue. And the first thing that I actually thought about this, and this is a little conspiracy theory-ish, but I'm going to go with it anyway. All right. So, people, this there is this is not based in fact. This is based on gut, and this is based off possibilities and uh, the uh, the direction that the country is kind of going in. What if this whole thing was staged by the Biden administration, allegedly, in order for the federal government to take over the oil industry? Oh, private companies can't secure their pipelines; only the federal government can do it. Bam! Again. There is no evidence to back that up as of now. It is just something that I'm thinking of, and it's just something that has happened in the past in other countries where the state has taken over in order to more efficiently run industry. So, yes, there is no evidence that the Biden administration is responsible for this attack. But if you're going to push socialism, that's a big way to get it going.
1: That is true, but i got to say, if, you, if that does happen, you heard it here first. I think maybe we beat... Oh,
0: oh, I feel terrible because it's an awful <laughs> thing to happen. It's going to just basically destroy the country. But I'll be like, I was right. Listen, I was right about them opening up New York for the summer. All right. I was right about the COVID numbers dropping and Them stop talking, basically stop talking about it, except for in terms of masking. They're not really even talking about cases anymore. They're just talking about vaccine numbers because the cases are going down because they changed the PCR test. It's the same pattern every single time. I mean, these these people aren't that smart. But the problem is, the people who they're hoodwinking aren't smart either.
1: Yeah, well, we have a term for them. Uh but yeah, I mean they, they now they're blaming uh Russia and Russia was quick to say that they had no involvement with them uh, whatsoever. So I mean, do I believe Putin? I wouldn't say that there's a reason for him to do so because if we find out that well, under a different administration, I would say. But if we were to find out that this did, in fact, come from Putin, I would say that it would be a very dangerous and dumb move on a foreign policy perspective to attack on that level the infrastructure of the United States. I mean, just the just the, the ramifications of what that could do uh, in the future is, is horrible. And the idea of... Um, of what's happening right now, you have 17 states declaring a state of emergency under the Department of Transportation. Uh, I actually am interested to see how uh, Mayor Pete is uh, handling all of this. I haven't really looked into that, but I, I would certainly like to see. This is his first. This is time for him to step up. You know, this is his. It falls under him.
0: I'll so, handle it eventually when he rides his bike down there to go check on it.
1: Yeah, like three blocks. But the White House did say uh, the federal government is working actively. Uh, to assess the implications of this incident, avoid disruption supply, uh, and help the company restore pipeline operations as quickly as possible. And they're saying that maybe by the end of the week they'll have this up and running. But it's it could be it could be devastating, especially when you have people that were not prepared for this and just run out of gas on the side of the freeway.
0: And it's states that are mostly open. So these are states where people are going to work, where people are actually running businesses. People are going out and doing stuff. A lot of these states in South like Florida, Texas, a lot of these places. Um, But, yeah, no, that is is not good. But let's move on to everyone's favorite place, New York City, where Times Square is once again descending into chaos, where people – I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just so ridiculous. That I've called this a million times. That all these things were going to keep getting worse under Democrats, and it keeps getting worse. And bail reform again rears its ugly head. The defunding of the police rears its ugly head. Where people are now being shot in Times Square during the day. I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. We had what 24 people shot in the last 10 days, or less, two days, something like that. It's it's just been absolutely insane. We had a you had a what was it? Four-year-old girl, girl, and two adults shot in the middle of the day in Times Square. I mean, you don't you don't need it's it's oh my god, it's just ridiculous. It really is. At this point it's getting ridiculous. Allow the police to do their job. Stop defu- stop to defund the police, stop this bail reform garbage, and stop with gun control because clearly gun control doesn't work. It is almost impossible to be able to legally carry a gun in New York City, yet we have all these shootings all the time. The shootings in the Bronx were all at two, three, four in the morning. Again, people. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. If you're standing on a street corner at 3:30 in the morning, something bad's probably gonna happen. But I digress. Okay. <laughs> with with the with the with the NYSERPA case going to the Supreme Court. Andrew Cuomo said that it's it's ridiculous that you know people want to expand gun rights. First of all, it's it's reinstate gun rights. Okay, we're getting our gun rights back. We're not expanding anything, we're getting back what we lost. But clearly. The gun control that he has implemented is not working. So, Gabe, where do you see this going in New York City? New York City is only going down right now. It is in a tailspin. Violent crime is on the rise. It just keeps getting worse. Gun crimes are on the rise. It's all illegal guns. They have no way to stop it because they're not talking about about refunding the police. I mean, where do you see this going?
1: Honestly, it has to get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, with some of these people, uh, with the way that, and you see, I, you know, like I said, I'm a part of a few different um, community group chats on Facebook, and a lot of people are complaining about crime. What to do? What can we do about it? How can we solve this? How can we make this better? What happens? You vote for the same exact darn thing. There's so many open seats for Republicans uh, to run for city council uh, and run for, well, and run for other uh, local offices uh, to get involved in your county committee, but they're not doing that. And even liberals who are complaining aren't even trying to take action within their society. They believe that if they select a, uh, you know, they share an article to post on Facebook or Instagram or their social media, that they're actually doing something about it. Uh, This is why I recommend that people volunteer if there is a Republican running in your area and they represent your views to to help them, to assist them. But I don't think that it's going to get better anytime soon. We need people like Vicky Palladino out there uh, to win. We need people like Curtis Lee would to win to actually ensure that this city, that New York city gets back to where it once was. We're looking at ri- rising crime rates and we're looking at percentage points going up by hundreds in comparisons way before, even during a lockdown of just violence, not just gun violence, just the utter degeneracy that's happening on the streets of New York city. Every single day is a cause of liberal policies where they believe that people don't belong in cages. So they'll shut down Rikers Island a security prison that's located on an island uh, separate from the rest of the civilized society. And they want to open up community jails. Like, this is the stuff that these people are, are supporting and voting for. And then when it comes to, oh, well, what happens when you create the, the, these jails in communities? What happens when you don't let police do what they do? You get this. This is exactly what people fought for to change 20 years ago. And I say fought for, not in a light way, because there are officers who gave their lives for New York City to try and change this, to try and make it a better city for people to live in. Personally, I moved out because I couldn't deal with it anymore. I saw the way that that, that how much crime was expanding, how many, how many people complained about crime but didn't actually want to solve it. They weren't ready for change. That and cost of living is horrible for what you're getting. So I went to Blue State, Pennsylvania, for now. Hopefully things get better, but at least we have our Second Amendment intact, so I have a right to defend myself. It should as it should be. But in New York, you can't do that. And if and they're saying that gun violence is such an issue, but you still can't even buy a body arm. So it's all just ass backwards. If I'm being completely honest,
0: because it's all leftist talking points. It's not actual fixes to problems, and we talk about this a lot on this show. And I we, I hammer it. I try to hammer it almost every episode. That it's not that I disagree with people wanting to be Democrats. I disagree with the entire leftist ideology as a whole. It's not based in reality. You've been voting Democrat for however many years now in New York City, and it's only gotten worse. For the state, they keep voting Democrat. It only gets worse. Every major city only gets worse under Democrat policies. The policies don't work. Stop telling me that they're the party of social justice and they're the party of gay rights and women's rights because everyone is affected by violent crime. Everybody and disproportionately minorities and women are affected by violent crime. So you're not the party of those people. You don't care about those people because your policies do nothing but put them in danger. And we talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Disarming innocent people does not make criminals less dangerous for the 10 millionth time gun buyback programs do not take guns off the streets it only takes guns out of people's homes of stupid people who are willing to sell their guns to the government because you can't buy back what you never own okay these policies don't work being unarmed doesn't work the cities with the lowest amount of crime are run by republicans and they are cities where you're allowed to ca- They're smaller cities mostly but you're allowed to carry firearm for protection criminals Mm -hmm. don't want to get in a gunfight on the corner with you they want an easy target that's why they attack women that's why they attack the elderly that's why they attack people who they know are going to be unarmed. Mm
1: and now and now de blasio after defunding the police last year by a billion dollars is now refunding the police by 105 million dollars so Who knows? Maybe the police do a good job. But I think we have someone special coming in right now. Oh,
0: we do. I'm going to let him in right now. The illustrious Gavin Wax is with us. Gavin, how's it going? Evan, Gabe, great to see you both. Your beautiful bearded faces.
2: And uh, I'm very happy to be here uh, with my favorite uh, New York Empire State conservatives.
0: All right, Gavin, we were just talking about the, uh, the rise in shootings in New York City. I wanted to get your take on it is there a way that we is, is there an end in sight with the rise of violent crime
2: um i think new york's very cyclical i think it's going to have to get worse before it gets better uh we're going to have to hit rock bottom think like crack epidemic in the 80s where you know we were just seeing people get shot left right and center i think when we get to that point then maybe there will start to be some pushback um but unfortunately a lot of people just decide to move to get away from it and the people that are here are just kind of blasé and until it really starts to impact uh, them personally because a lot of this violence is happening say in the outer boroughs and quote unquote ghettos and places that are a uh, lower income predominantly uh, until it starts to really impact you know the the upper crust of society and a lot of the the base of the democratic party's donor class in the city i don't i don't think we're going to see much changes it's unfortunate but that's just the way the city works
0: Yeah, it's basically yeah. exactly what Gabe said so yeah and i agree it, it's really how it goes because we saw it before. We saw it before Giuliani was elected, that the city was just descending worse and worse and worse. You elect a Republican, he fixes it, and then what do you do? You go ahead and elect Democrats so they can destroy it again. I mean, it's it's very frustrating. I'm very glad I don't live inside New York City.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's sad to see what's happening to the great American city. It's not like we don't know what we have to do to, to, to combat this. We know the techniques. Whether it's in law enforcement or through the judicial system, I mean, you you impose penalties for criminals. You don't let them out. You have bail. You lock criminals up. You lock up repeat offenders. You will, you empower cops to do their job. You have plainclothes divisions. You have uh, you know a, a robust police department that's actively looking to fight crime using data. Like Comstat and other things, and you fight the little crimes, the quality of life crimes, to prevent the bigger crimes, the the, the broken windows theory. Um, you know, all that worked. We have a history of it working under Giuliani, even under Bloomberg. Um, and the city was 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 night and day from what it is. I mean, it's palpable what we're seeing on the streets. Um, and this is a result of the defunding. This is a result of uh, stripping cops of various protections. Now they're taking away qualified immunity, and it's also on the prosecutors. You have prosecutors who are selectively enforcing the law. They won't prosecute crimes. They won't uh, they won't set bail, or they can't set bail. Uh, the judges, that is, and uh, all of this just allows criminals to just keep repeat offending and just keep walking the streets. Short of them shooting somebody, um, they're basically gonna be back out on the streets within a few hours. It's, it's just a disgusting uh, situation.
0: I mean, it's really bad. It's not like it's just like a little bad out there. It's really bad. And people are still just like, nope, I'm gonna vote Democrat. It's it's this weird mentality of I'm sure it's vote, is replacing what works with what Democrats. So it sounds good, oh yeah, we we'll going a Democrat, he'll make everybody equal, everything's gonna be great, we're not gonna need the police, everyone's gonna feel great about everything. And then everything crashes and burns. And we have countless examples of this. And it's just taking too long for people to realize that it, do- it just doesn't work. You have- How do we get them to, bl- to live in the real world at this point? It's like, stop, just like, stop doing what you're doing, you're being very dumb, Let's go back to a system that actually works.
2: I think they're past that point. I think there's they they there used to be this kind of bipartisan consensus for good government and law enforcement wasn't exactly a partisan issue. People always wanted safe streets, they wanted uh they wanted to fight crime, and now all of a sudden Democrats have decided being the party of criminality, being the party of crime, being the party on uh on behalf not on behalf of the victims of crime, but on the criminal Uh, the the criminals is a good political position for them to be in. And uh, we've entered into into a period of our country where the left and these leftist movements like BLM and Antifa and all the rest, they encourage chaos. They encourage anarchy. They encourage the breakdown of law and order in society because they see it as a vehicle, as a tool uh, to advance their their political message, to advance their control politically. And it's obviously working because people are scared of them and people are kowtowing to them. Um, but again, I really think uh, in a very pessimistic way, I think the only th- way things are going to get better is if they get way, way worse. And I think we still have a ways to go. Um, crazy enough, Crazy to say that, but that's just where we are. And and you see some Democrats like de Blasio, I saw they were refunding now. It's like they're trying to save a little face because it has gotten pretty blatant in terms of the media and the PR and the negative press. Uh, so they need to save a little face. But it's not even so much the funding. It's if a cop puts a hand on someone, now he could be sued. Now he can be prosecuted. He has no immunity to do his job. So you could send money back into the NYPD, but there's been so many structural changes um to the law until how cops can do their job that even if you refunded some of these departments you've already made it impossible for them to do their job just because of the laws and these quote-unquote reforms that you put in place bail being one of them getting rid of bail i mean you could have you could triple the nypd budget tomorrow but if you still have no bail and the guys that they arrest are back on the street within an hour you know you're, you're just you're just running in circles that's not a matter of money that's a matter of just bad policy
0: it's a classic leftist overcorrection we see something that's not perfect so let's just completely destroy it
2: yep look i'm not the person i i would agree with there's some people that you know there are cases of of cops overreach and abuse um and then deal with those on a case-by-case basis they're hardly indicative of a, of a broader uh, issue that's systemic in, in, in the various departments across this country. I mean, with all the number of police interactions every year, um, you look at the actual numbers, not the not the inflated emotional nonsense, this food, but you actually look at the actual numbers of unarmed blacks killed by police, or you look at all the interactions and how many actually involve some kind of incidents of violence or, or, or abuse, it's very minimal. It's very minimal. And that's scattered across tons of different departments, across different states, which all have different policies and different uh, leadership. Um, so there really
0: isn't any kind of systemic issue. Uh, they're it's just they're, the they're exploiting it. It's half the number of whites that are killed by police every year.
2: Well, I mean, the numbers never add up. If you actually look at the data objectively, the real crime stat, the, the crime data, and the and the stats on uh, police interactions with, 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 with citizens, it, it doesn't, it doesn't correlate with their messaging. It doesn't correlate with this systemic abuse of power by police. It doesn't correlate with, you know, the, the, all these thousands of blacks dying at the hands of police. It's just not true. These are exaggerated numbers. And I'm sure if you asked the random person, because of all the propaganda they've heard, they would assume that the numbers are so much higher. I think it was 11, like last year or something like that. It, it, and each of those cases, if you looked on them, each individual case, each of them, the cop was probably ju- was most likely justified. Uh, and having to and having to make, you know, to, to to pull the trigger. Um, so it is what it is, but that's that's the part of the job. I mean, you see these videos, you know, everyone wants to be the backseat cop and say, oh, we should have done this, he should have done that. All right, if you're in this adrenaline situation and someone pulls a knife, someone pulls a gun, someone's reaching inside, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Um, and people should just know that you know, if you're gonna interact with cops, you should behave in a certain way. You should behave in a professional, respectful manner, even if you disagree. I mean, we've all been pulled over and we think it's BS. But you don't start reaching into your pocket or start like making gestures, looks like you're gonna pull out a gun. I mean, come on, be like, be, be, have a brain. I mean, it's like, it's like for your own benefit, not for the cop's benefit, for your own benefit, if you have to think of it that way. But some, so many people are just stupid. And the second they interact with the cop, they decide, you know what, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna be ballsy. I'm gonna be, you know, bravado. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach for something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him how, you know, tough I am. And then look what happens. And there's a misunderstanding. They think you have a gun. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Who knows? they're in a tough position they can't risk their. they don't want to they don't want to die they don't want to die either so just be professional you know listen to what they're saying take the ticket take what you have to get and move on mm-hmm.
0: Gabe, you, you look were we doing too many facts and stats i know that's like borderline like white supremacy talking about actual facts and numbers so i want you to be our check against that were we like pushing kind of towards the edge on that
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, I thank you for helping the, the minority uh, understand the, this, the real situation of what's going on in here. I really do appreciate it. You know, but what Gavin was saying was 100 percent correct, uh, because and another thing that we have to look at here is unarmed does not always mean that they're not dangerous. You can still kill somebody with your bare hands. You don't need to have a knife. You don't need to have a gun. You can still do seriously bodily harm to another person with your hands and that's something and you look at these these videos and it's like well an unarmed person was shot what was the unarmed person doing oh they were charging a cop they were trying to wrestle with a cop like these are things that we've seen but what happens is oh well they use the term unarmed and broad daylight if it happens or whatever time of day it is as if it's the worst thing that can happen in the world oh my god do you know what happened in broad daylight yeah a lot of horrible worst things in my opinion happened in broad daylight. We had 9-11 happen in broad daylight. Like, you're, you're trying to put things into context for sensationalism rather than presenting the actual facts. So we know that the media is skewed. I mean, right now we have people, uh, I would say, inciting uh, anger, potential violence down in the city right now with uh, the Free Palestine uh, protests. And that exactly. will probably devolve exactly. into
0: riots. Segue.
1: Thank you, thank you. Keep
0: it going. Thank just thanks. go right into it. Go right into it, Gabe.
1: Oh, okay. So, over the weekend, Hamas decided to launch a couple of, like, what, 600 rockets uh, into, uh, into Israel. Yeah,
0: thank and,
1: you. Yeah, so uh, something around 600. Um, media was silent about it. A lot of uh, people who actually care about other people's lives uh, were happy that the Iron Dome uh, missile defense systems uh, activated and were able to actually protect, uh, I- I'd say, in comparison to the onslaught. Uh, a fair, good amount of people. Uh, sadly, there were people who died and there are people who lost their homes and, you know, uh, who lost a lot. Israel retaliates and now everyone's jumping on saying how Israel and the Israeli Defense Force is so horrible. How dare you free Palestine? This is, this is a bad move. and How can America support this? And now, I legitimately saw this on Twitter where some guy was saying, well, everyone freaks out when, when uh, the Palestinians, when Hamas sends like, a rocket, but nobody cares when Israel starts to send their whole um, their, their airplanes and their jets and their entire military force to invade Palestine to, to fight back. No one cares about their war machine. And people don't even realize that the rockets that Hamas made to fire on Israel were homemade, as if that was to justify it. So they have the capacity to make homemade weapons, and just because it wasn't produced mass produced in some factory, that just makes it okay. So if the Israelis and uh, Gavin and Evan, for you guys who who my Jewish friends here, for you guys to see be, be put in a better light, make your own homemade explosives to defend yourselves or to counterattack. Just oh, saying, you might yeah,
0: get some. I'm doing that. But the whole thing <laughs> is just absolutely ridiculous because they make the again it's an unequal comparison that they're trying to make, but they're reversing it. So they claim that hamas is defending themselves by launching rockets and that the idf is going and murdering women and children which is not what's happening the idf retaliates by attacking military installations and places where these weapons are being made and going after terrorist leaders it's not equal they're not going after women and children it's just lies you have disgusting people like ilhan omar i i can't believe i called her a human but it's just a disgusting human being the fact that she outright lies about what's going on and then defends a terrorist organization we've all seen the video a few years ago laughing when people are like oh people are scared of hamas and hezbollah (laughs) yeah because they're terror organizations who attack civilian populations a school was hit with a rocket in israel not in gaza in israel it was a school was hit in gaza the idf went and they know where these factories are they know where these leaders are and they carry out what's called a precision military operation and you go after the military. You go after the people who are making the bombs, people who are launching bombs. It's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that the left sides with Hamas and all this stuff is so ridiculous. They're so obsessed with this victim mentality that they will take anyone underneath their hood. It just, it's just disgusting.
2: No, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, what's happening and. In- look, I'm, I'm against foreign aid to any countries. I don't want to get involved militarily, but I'm an outside observer and it's very clear what's happening in in this conflict. And it's generally on the Palestinians. They're always the ones instigating. They're always the ones uh, resorting to violence. They're the, always the ones who are shooting these rockets. Uh, this is all comes down to, because there was some, uh, residential units in East Jerusalem that the tenants weren't paying rent. So they evicted them. Uh, they were evicting these Palestinian, uh, tenants. And then, you know, if they get evicted, probably a Jewish family is going to move in, whatever. And now they're using this as a uh, casus belli to launch hundreds of rockets, as Gabe said, into Israel. I mean, no other country on earth would accept this situation. They wouldn't allow themselves to be the victim of, of, of this type of aggression, of this type of terroristic activity. And the leadership of the Palestinians, namely Hamas and the Gaza Strip, uh, do nothing to help their own people, they do nothing to uplift their people. Their people live in poverty and squalor, not because of Israel, but because of this corrupt, terroristic regime that's more concerned about turning their people into human shields and building tunnels and buying weapons than they are about building schools and c- generating, you know, business activity and, and building up their economy. Uh, you know, Israel left the Gaza Strip. Uh, what is it? Two almost over 15 years ago. Uh, they don't have any settlements in the Gaza Strip. They they left and uh, they said, "Here, you know, this is for your state. You could form something. Do something with it." Um, and they did nothing with it. They've 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 been corrupt. They've been just a typical terroristic regime, and uh, they've stolen money from their people. They steal foreign aid, and they just constantly engage in these these this aggression and this warfare against Israel, which forces Israel to respond. I mean, what are, what else is Israel going to do? They have to bomb these sites that are shooting the rockets. They have to counterattack. They have to defend their people. When they do it, they're they're deemed the aggressors. They're genocidal. They're evil. But when when Hamas does it. Uh, you know, they, they, they get they get a free pass, they get a free pass and they can come up with any excuse in the book. I mean, now it's about evictions. Literally, it's about evictions. You know, there's plenty of people who got evicted in New York. Imagine if you know, someone in New York got evicted and then you just, you know, gangs just started shooting rockets into Central Park. I mean, it's insane. Um, and- sure
0: never
2: right. right. and then now they equate Israel to a Nazi state, apartheid state. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you go to Israel, Arabs have equal rights and and, and the areas that are under Palestinian control, that's Palestinian control. Um, you know they want to be a state. They want to be separate. Okay, then do something. What What are they doing? They're doing nothing. They're 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 stealing their people's money. Uh, they're basically kleptocracies, and uh, they funnel all their resources into into terrorist activities. Um, Fatah in the West Bank is not much better, but Hamas is certainly uh, the worst of the two. And uh, people just continue to to write excuses for them and demonize Israel. And it just, it's just never ending. It's never ending. And this happens every few years. Uh, it's notable that it's happened so quickly under Biden. Um, Trump had already been, you know, moving in the right direction. Now that they know Biden's in charge, they feel emboldened and they're basically engaged in a, in a new intifada.
0: And that's the same thing we said with this whole pipeline incident that uh, we talked about before we came on, Gavin, is would people dare to do this under President Trump when either you think he's insane and would bomb the hell out of your country or you know that he's going to take action against you if you mess with America. And people see Biden as weak. He's frail. He's, I, I'm sorry. He clearly has dementia. I don't care what anyone says. I'll say allegedly, but we all know this guy clearly is, there's the lights are on. There is zero people home, okay? This guy is not, is not have his faculties. They have no respect for him. They have no respect for Kamala Harris. They have no respect for for our country right now. Do you think that any of this stuff would be happening under president trump pipeline all this all of it
2: no and then you know it's, it's ridiculous they, they asked saki the other day they said well what's the administration going to do oh it's a private sector matter this is a private matter the pipeline you know you have the whole south is out of gas Of gas shortages in a country that has so much natural resources including gas not only are the prices up now we have shortages they say it's a private sector matter it's like oh it's a private matter what about masks are masks a private matter are vaccines a private matter are all the other regulations into our life private matter but now we have a strategic pipeline a strategic resource that's come under attack by foreign hackers who may be in working in concert with some foreign government and 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 now they want to be they want to be laissez-faire about this no because they're they're weak they don't have an answer they don't know what to do and the the logic on the issue their messaging makes no sense because if they're all of a sudden you know these these uh laissez-faire kind of libertarians about this issue then why aren't they that on every issue why is it the one issue that embarrasses them that makes them look incompetent now they want to be hands-off because they have no solution and they created the problem to begin with. Um, So it just shows that the Biden administration is incompetent. They're creating these issues. Uh, The economy is in the gutter. All they had to do for a great economy was to reopen the economy. If they reopened it, it would have just shot up. And that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to do that. I thought we, they were basically going to get this layup and they were going to be like, look at how smart the Biden administration is. We inherited this Western in Trump and we reopened the economy. Now everything's great. They didn't even do that. They're so stupid. They still lock things down. So the economy, you know, it only grew by like a quarter million jobs. They were expecting over a million. Um, so the economy is in the gutter the prices of everything are going up there's real inflation we're seeing massive inflation lumber the cost to build houses gasoline and the economy is in the gutter in the gutter and people are not going back to work there's there's a labor shortages there's labor shortages in many states and they have to give they have to give employment bonuses because people don't want to take the jobs because they're just getting paid too much from the government so it, the whole labor market's a mess meanwhile you have they're just opening up the borders you got the whole border crisis and you know in this as well so it's just one crisis after another all because they've just reversed everything that trump did just to spite him without actually like thinking things through it's actually just it's just sad i never thought it was going to be this bad
0: i mean I like, like you're, you're,
1: you're going. Oh, sorry, i was just gonna say we're only four months into this mess um and sure. we're, we're seeing how bad things can really be and think how bad things really got and I don't want to be, sound like a liberal back in like 2017 who was like, this has been the worst in the days of my life, the worst year. No, this is ba- like war. This is war that we're seeing that's happening, that's an outbreak, a potential economic collapse. Okay, fine. The U.S. doesn't have really much anything to do when it comes to the Middle East aside from Trump issuing, uh, the Abraham, uh, ushering in the new Abraham Accords, which don't really seem to be going all that well uh, in you know under the Biden administration. But aside from that, Okay, fine. That's, that's a foreign issue. The economy is directly linked to the United States. This is something that we're able to, we should be able to influence our own economy. We should be able to get people back to work. We should be able to ensure that they have the ability to do what is necessary for them to survive and to thrive. But no, that's not what's happened. We've seen for a year, for a year now, over a year now, People take away that ability from others, deeming them non-essential, telling them to stay home, don't worry about it, we'll take care of you. And these same people who are just taking the check each and every time don't understand that we are just one check away, potentially, from further economic collapse. That's what it really comes down to, because we're just printing money. That's all we're doing. It has no more value anymore. Like, Bitcoin has scarcity you can only make a certain amount of that you know you can only make a certain amount of cryptocurrency before and it's set and there you can't repeat it you can't just massively do it again but what happens now under the Biden administration you lock everyone down you can't do anything the economy goes in the tube and apparently now it's Trump's fault Trump when he came into office the economy was doing great we added so many jobs like you got tired of winning but you also got tired of the fact that people kept trying to crap all over this man and the achievements that he was able to do was he perfect oh, no he
0: copy his homework all they had to do is copy trump i know biden's very good at copying things all he had to do is copy trump and he could just take credit for it but he didn't i guess something happening over at games is michael so i'm just gonna keep talking but yes no this is all they had to do all they had to do was to put people back to work, open the economy like Gavin said, just follow the Trump plan and just claim that it's yours. You don't have to give credit to Trump. You could have taken all the credit for yourself. But no, they decided that they were going to be spiteful and that they were going to be like, no, our way works. When you have a proven way that works for everyone. We had record low unemployment for minorities, record low unemployment for women. It worked for everyone. Stop telling me it only worked for the rich. It worked for everybody. And then you do the opposite. What do you think is going to happen? It's not going to work. You can't have one thing that's successful. It's like, okay, we're playing we're playing basketball, right? It works when we drive to the hole and take layups. Okay, so you know what we're going to do? We're only going to shoot from half court. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't work. When you have something that works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? It wasn't broke. Coronavirus happened. But the system that Trump was using, which is trickle-down economics, which we know works. The left loves to lie about trickle-down economics. They love to say that it doesn't work. They love to say yeah. it only gives people rich. It's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Biden even confirmed that recently. He said that last week, uh, I believe, where he said, trickle-down economics don't work. We need to make sure that the, the rich are paying their fair share and all this stuff. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it, it's such a... Crazy amount of time, how quickly it's like we're playing a game of how quickly can we sink the country? Uh, and right now, I'd say Biden's pretty, Biden's there. Uh, I see, I've been seeing jokes on social media, where it's like, well, it looks like I don't have to live through the Carter administration anymore because now we're living it. And it, it, this can potentially be the start of a Carter administration, I think. And that's why I said we need to ensure that we have conservatives winning in the midterms, we need to ensure that a good Republican president wins it in 2024, whether Trump decides to run or not, whoever it is, we have to make sure that this is a person who can lead in an era of Trumpism, because that is a proven method. It might not work 100 years from now, it might not work 50 years, but we know that it works now, because the country needs it right now. And we felt the effects of Obama, we felt the effects of Bush, and we're still feeling those effects now and we're trying to get our troops out of the middle east we brokered peace and what happens that it's been thrown out the window soldiers are getting attacked again troops are getting attacked again What's, how quickly does biden need how, how much more does biden need to actually focus and do something about it all we see is the country just continues to take a nose day take a nose day take a nose people don't want to work people don't want to do anything anymore they believe in all of Biden's promises, which he's walked back on. He's not someone that you can rely on. He's someone that has continuously stabbed the American people who voted for him in the back. I remember so many times they would say, oh, well, Trump is unwell. Remember the way that he walked down the ramp, the way that he looked at the stairs? Well, at least my president didn't fall down the stairs. Like-
0: Again, this happened because they, they bought in to the lie of free stuff and socialism and Scandinavian socialism which isn't even run how Biden and Warren and all these people claim they want to run their socialism okay we're not going to get into it today but Scandinavian socialism is run off of middle class taxes it's not run off of corporate taxes they have the low they have lower corporate taxes than we do before the Trump tax cut okay scandinavia isn't run off the middle class and everything is ridiculously expensive no one in Sweden or Denmark owns a car. These people don't own. They don't own anything because everything's ridiculously expensive. They so they have like a two hundred percent sales tax on cars up until like five years ago. Now it's only a hundred percent. So if you get a 30, no one 000, talks about that. 60 grand,
2: no one talks about that. And the funny thing is, is like they have. There's a lot of things that they do that's like that, that's very messed up and "quote unquote" socialist. But then in other ways, like you said, the corporate tax or even regulations and things, they've been better than the U.S. because they they are a smaller country and they need to attract business and capital. So it's it's very easy for people just to point to Scandinavia or something and say, oh, they're they're look at them, they're they're socialists. It's like, well, it's there's a lot more nuance here. Like yes, they they have some elements of that, but some elements are better. They don't have minimum wage laws. They have lower corporate taxes. They have some better business regulations. I mean. You know, not all these countries are just so black and black and white in terms of how you can uh, you can label them in terms of their economic system. Um, but it's very easy for the for the left to do that. You know, always paint the grass is always greener on the other side. So,
0: but that's the issue that we have, and the fact that we have to wake people up. People have to realize that the system that they're being promised by these aging, brain dead Democrats, basically communists now. It's never going to work. It's only going to destroy this country. It's going to destroy everything. If you tax the wealthy into poverty, now there's no one, no one has any money because the wealthy own all the businesses. They own all the corporations that employ a majority of people. They pay over the top 10% pay over half the income tax in the entire country. There is the, all the money comes from the wealthy. All the taxes come from the wealthy. It doesn't come from the poor. This is the lie that they're told. People need to just read a book, really read an economics book, they're cheap.
2: No, and no one's talking about this, that the Democrats and their policies have just led to the greatest concentration of wealth and and power in a few few entities. They're creating the oligarchy, they're creating these monopolies. Um, You know, if, if we had a system, you know, that actually respected, you know, small business owners, the small landlords, all these people that make up the bulk of the middle class, um, the bulk of our economy—they're the ones who get squeezed the hardest. They're the ones who get taxed the hardest. They're the ones who are, are, are you know, getting hit hardest by these regulations, these lockdowns, these government mandates. You know these big corporate under uh, corporate corporate corporations and these chains and these multinationals they could they could get by or they don't even force them i mean i even see here in places like new york you see the sheriff going up and down the street they'll ignore the starbucks they'll ignore the chipotle and they'll go straight into the mom and pop store and f- write them like 10 different citations you know so what are you going to do you're, you're killing the you're killing the little guy and you're pushing more and more money and resources into a few uh, you know, into the power of a few oligarchs. And that's why you have things like Amazon and big tech all run amok because, you know, partly because of government in, in many situations, because the government hasn't simply empowered them. I mean, with big tech, they give them the privileges of, uh, 230 protections, which they don't give to other businesses. And, uh, you know, with Amazon, they get the benefits of the post office and, uh, and then, you know, they, they, they simply squeeze the little guy with all their onerous regulations and taxes. It forces these bigger companies, um, Uh, It it allows these bigger companies to do better because they're the only ones with the resources to comply with a lot of it, and the little guy just can't.
1: You would think that with the amount of people that put hashtag resist and the resistance in their bios and their pronouns that grew up reading the jungle um, and uh, and learning about the muckrakers of old taking down the horrible, evil, corporatist uh, robber barons, you would think that they would recognize some pretty crappy business practices and monopoly practices currently. And again, you can't really do, and you would expect you know, a lot from an educated populace, especially if they have something like social work or uh, you know, urban studies degrees or something like that, that goes into the sciences, allegedly, of this all. And, and no, they don't. They, they cheer it on. God forbid I or you or anyone here or anyone that watches this or listens to this says something that they don't agree with, they'll call their social media support team to make sure that they're no longer offended and scared and hurt by the words that we all have the right to say. But I digress. The theme, I would say, of this episode has been things have to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I don't want to be a nihilist or a cynic about it, but the people who voted for this are... Now seeing the effects and the ramifications of what's going on. The the Trump presidency wasn't that bad. But you let your emotions get away and the fact that, sure, did I agree with everything that he said that came out of his mouth? Could it have been said differently in a nicer tone? Sure it could have. I don't think that people traditionally just walk around talking about that. I don't think that at all. But at the same time, he did do well. He did do great things. And the fact that now all of that is going down the drain and you're going back into urban plantations that the Democrats created that was even cited by President Obama, that should be enough for people to say no more. No mas. Basta.
0: They don't don't care. It's about their false god of economic equality, right? They want everyone to be on the exact same level. It's something that will never happen ever, except for if everybody is poor. That's the only way it happens. It's not everyone's going to be middle class. It's everyone's going to be poor and starving. It always ends like Venezuela. It always ends like what's going on in Colombia right now, which is freaking insane also. That's how it ends. It never ends with this, this utopian paradise. Because if you look at even every single science fiction movie they've ever made about utopian futures, it always ends up with an oppressive government killing people and the people rising up to take back their freedom. Every single time. Every time. Gavin, any last thoughts?
2: Sorry, I was on mute. No, I I echo everything you guys have been saying and you guys have been uh, preaching. I think we're all on the same page, but we're in some scary times uh, and it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, local, state, and national. Um, You know, with the Biden administration screwing things up, de Blasio and Cuomo screwing up things locally. uh, Hopefully, I think there will be a red wave uh, in the 2022 midterms. I think we'll take back the House. I think we'll take back the Senate. I think we'll take back a lot of local races as well. So, That's a white pill that's a silver lining but we still got four years essentially of uh, of this before we have someone in the white house to uh, take back control um so we just got to buckle up uh, but i think they're going to do a lot of damage along the way and this is why politics matters this is why elections matter this is why organizing and activism and grassroots matter because you know we got to work on this because that's the fate of the country it impacts our lives and impacts our bottom line and impacts our ability to uh Live a good life get a good job you know support our family and uh you know that's where we're at right now it's 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 only going to get worse the inflation the higher costs of living the crime the instability the chaos the uh, wokeism the cancel culture uh, dark times ahead guys oh, so hopefully,
0: we hopefully we didn't bum you guys out too much but <laughs> watching. so much for watching gavin why don't you let everybody know where they can find out more about you on the internet
2: well, thank you guys for having me again. I apologize for my tardiness. I know Gabe is going to give me a mouthful later about this, but uh, you can follow me at Gavin Wax on Please Twitter.
0: Like, don't, don't let Gabe give you anything about anything, right? Yeah. Took, like two minutes before the show starts, when I ask him to be on at like six so fifteen, don't let you Gabe. Need, you weren't
1: even in the in the backstage area
0: I when sh- I was here. I did.
1: Okay.
2: Whatever This sounds like the Palestinian-Israeli conflict between you two guys. but um, uh, g- At Gavin Wax, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, the whole thing, Facebook, and you can follow the club at NYYRC, www.nyyrc.com. We're almost at 600 members. If you're in New York, please join. we got a new clubhouse, tons of great events. We're doing good work here. Hope to
0: see you soon. Gabe, why don't you give your 7,000 handles?
1: Alright, so if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Baron.montalvo, that's B-A-R-O-N. Uh, that is a title of nobility, not a name. Uh, also, if you're on Twitter, Baron underscore Montalvo. And uh, if you want to find my link tree and my Facebook page, it is at the uh, Baron Montalvo. And uh, please join the New York Young Republicans Club. It is the premier, prestigious, and the oldest Republican club in the history of the United States. We have uh, joined my committee because uh, we need more people. Uh, And we're always looking to get more people involved. Uh, And please support also Red Liberty Media, where we will be hosting a show very soon. I'm partnering up with them. So I think everyone will get into that. So looking forward to it.
0: Yes, guys. And make sure definitely check out RedLibertyMedia.com. The first podcast is out. It was put out, I think, Mother's Day. It was Why Abortion is Not a Constitutional Right. So if that interests you, make sure you check it out. Gabe and I will be talking about constitutional issues related to red flag laws this upcoming week. But guys, also make sure to check out our store, EmpireStateConservatives.com. Use code CUOMOSUCKS for 15% off. All right. Remember, all that money goes back into helping us spread the message in New York to help with conservatism. And make sure you check out us us out on Facebook. Our, I think our live ban ends today if you're watching this live. So we should be back on Thursday live on our own Facebook page at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, And for that, everybody, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. Nope, I didn't hit the video.